0: So you want to teach African dance, but you're making these mistakes. Guys, let's talk. All right, so um, let's start with the counts first. So I'm not saying that you should not use counts when you're doing African dance. Of course you should use counts, especially, especially if you're a choreographer. Yes, you can do that. But don't depend on counts in a way that you are going to forget about the feeling, about the dance, about the execution of the step. I know people have talked about this before, but this is really, really important in African dance. When you watch traditional dance and you see, um, I don't know in English, the, you know the police use that um, whistle, yeah, whistle. Some of us use whistle here and some of us use um, a stick, uh, not a stick, like a small wood to hold, and it will go pop, 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 like that. And as the drummer is playing the drum, the dancer's performing, right? And all those elements will determine what comes next. If the rhythm doesn't change, then your moves don't change. When I started traveling outside of Angola, going abroad, like other places rather than Africa, like US, Europe, you know, and um, Brazil, I realized that most of my students could not do the exercise without counts. um, It could be a very easy step, but I felt like the count was the main thing they needed throughout the class. So I was like, how can I how can I um, make this simple for them without depending on the count, right? So I start using beats without words, like just instrument instrumental kuduru beats. And also it's very important that when you're teaching African dance, you should know, to which country you are focusing on. Don't try to do everything at once, like you're gonna mix Pantula, then you're gonna mix Kuduro, Afro House, then you're gonna mix Afro Beats. I know that's called Afrofusion, right? But if you're teaching a class, and we're gonna talk about that, different classes, um, you have to know which song you're gonna use because that will be your tool. That will be in, uh, in replacement to the counts, the music, will be your most essential tool for your class. So when you start depending on counts, then you are going to break that African dance, you know, that natural rhythm. You know, when you watch someone dance, you say, wow, it looks so flawless. It looks so natural. Of course, because he's finishing the move. You see, the important thing that when I talk about these, people think that I'm trying to create confusion no as i said in the in the video before this one most of you have already seen the top 3 mistakes african dancers do i said you should not you should not depend on the count you should understand that the steps have um, have limits like it's not it's not 4 it's not 8 it's not it's not 2 sometimes it's 3 it's 7 it's 5 and of course sometimes there's 8 right but they are even numbers. So if you don't finish those, if you don't finish the dance, and you're always depending on the count, it's gonna feel incomplete. And I know in dance we should not count like to nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like that, right? But here, if we were to count, we will go beyond. (laughs) There are moves for them to be complete you have to do eight counts plus two counts. And I remember one time I was teaching a move called Preto to one of my students, and the move had more than eight counts. And the student was like, is this a choreography or a step? I said, no, this whole thing is just one move. And they were like, wow, they were surprised. But I was also surprised that they were surprised. So These are a few things that we should always put in mind. If you just depend on the counts, you will also end up making mistakes and creating confusion in your students, all right? I'm talking to teachers. So don't bring um, the knowledge that you have in other dance into this one. This is a whole new different world. Not too different, of course, because it's dance. Yeah, I understand that. But there are things that you should really, really, really pay attention to. So these are one of the most important things. The reason why I put this one at first is because many people want to become a teacher. So if you want to become a teacher, obviously nobody will stop you. But if you don't teach well, what's the point of creating a career out of something that you haven't mastered, right? You don't want to be called a con artist or, or someone will just say you're fake. Then all the investment that you have done for yourself will be in vain. Sometimes you say, yeah, I've been doing this dance for five years, but you have been doing this dance for five years wrong, badly. But someone that has been doing it for six months is doing much better than you have been doing for five years. So it's not about how long you've been doing, it's how well you have been training. So for you to have a good quality training, you have to learn these few. It's, it's really small details that make a whole lot of difference when you teach so use the music instrumental music for your warm-ups because uh, yeah i think that's now we're going to the next now we're going to the next uh, to the next uh, uh thing right um people that teach african dance um i've seen many good teachers yes i'm not just talking bad about other people? No, 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 please. Let's not get into that. Um, I've seen really good teachers, but there are also some people that really need to slow down because when you are teaching African dance, don't go straight to choreography. That's a big mistake. When you're starting your career as a teacher, don't go straight to choreography. First, teach your students the technique. And the best way for you to do that is during warm-up. Make sure that before you start anything, you stretch, you do everything. You guys already know that, so I'm not gonna, you already know you have to stretch before class. Yeah, so after that, after stretch and everything, you use instrumental music or any song. If it's a slow song, good. I always talk about instrumental music because sometimes you wanna follow the words, you wanna get into that emotion of the words. But if you use instrumental, you're going to focus more on the moves, right? And not thinking about the message. So you don't have distractions. I've been yeah, I've been using this technique for a really long time. It helped me a lot. And I'm in in all these and on these episodes, I'm also going to talk about African dance for professional use like industry use for taking to stage films and everything. We're going to get there. This is just the second episode, so use the warm-up to introduce the moves that you're going to use in your choreography. For example, let me make a really good example. For Kuduru, there are more than 76 moves in Kuduru that I've studied in the dictionary of Kuduru, right? There is uh, Gato Preto, Jaracusa, Popero, Kuduru, uh, there is Datuga, there is is açúca, there is Banzelo, and we're going to get to afro house we have bella we have Abri, we have fesha look i already said 10 there's more so look 10 moves right i said 10 moves guys you have enough warm up and a lot of and a lot of choreography here so what you do is when you start your class okay you 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 as a teacher you already know which moves here most students will be able to do start with those ones first you don't want your student to feel Um, overwhelmed or find any difficulty during class, right? I don't want this video to be long so I'm I'm, I'm looking at the time. Make sure that if it's pop at all, use pop at all first don't rush it, take your time, make sure everyone, and when you're teaching don't look at the mirror, look at your students look at them, I know the mirror is there, but yeah, but let them, let them enjoy the mirror, but you look at them. You look at them, go to the ones that are at the back. Those ones at the back, they're always hiding. Go to them, show. And then you teach the next move. On the third move and the fourth, that's when you introduce the, one, the moves that you know those are difficult because you have prepared them. After that, when you start teaching the choreography, they will already be familiar with the steps that you're going to put in the choreography. Because even though African dance has been trending for a while, there's still a lot of people that don't have an idea how to do this dance. So what they do is they learn the trending moves. But in the trending moves that we are all used to see, there is so much behind that. There is so much that... You can, you can learn from that culture alone. Like if it's, if it's Ghana, there are probably a lot of moves that you can learn outside of the trending moves. And sometimes most of these trending moves that are coming out now are only va- are just variation of moves that already exist since a long time. Because even here in Angola, the moves that we use for Afro House are all moves from Kuduru. Those moves already existed since the 90s, since the 80s. So it's nothing new, it's just variation. You can see Particama, Banzello, con dos Molhos, All Ignora, all those moves. All these are just variations of things that already existed. So once you start to learn the behind the scenes of these trendy moves, you're going to learn so much in a way that you're going to be able to create your own variations and your own dance. That's how we create dance here. Right, so it, the, the moves don't just come with we sleep, oh, I got the moves. No, we study the, the the moves that we used to do and then we make a little bit of uh, adjustments and bam, there you go. Partikama, Abri, it's all Kuduru. So we'll talk about that as well in the next episodes, the difference between Kuduru and Afro House. Now, let me... The, the, uh, I want to keep this be, uh, below 15 minutes. Let's talk about... What is the difference between um, beginners and advanced African dance class? How do you distinguish? How do you distinguish? This is a beginners class that I want to teach, and this is a advanced class. How do you distinguish that? You're gonna make the moves for the advanced very difficult for your students to do, for them to believe that it's very difficult. Or you're going to make the advanced class a a big choreography, like almost two minutes for them to feel that it's very difficult. And they'll feel, well, here I gotta work. And then for the beginners, you're going to teach some warm-ups and maybe just one choreography, 40 seconds. How do you balance that? How do you show your students that, okay, this is advanced and this is a beginner, so that they can choose, oh, I like that guy's class, I like that lady's class, because... When I go to a class, I, I learn, I learn these, these differences and I, I think I'd better go back to beginners and not go to advanced because I got my ass whooped. <laughs> so let me tell you how you do that in African dance. Uh, beginner's class don't teach choreography. Many, many people like choreography because it's a quick way to teach people and they enjoy the music, right? If I don't know how to dance African dance, I want to just enjoy the music. So I don't want to learn too much technique. I just want to do a choreography. Correct? True. Okay. But you can also do that at the club because sometimes people go to the club and they, they, there are those small routines you can enjoy. But when you decide to go take a class, it's because you want to learn something beyond. Because if you do social dancing, go to parties and and nightclubs you will you will find African dance there you know they'll play Afrobeats, Kuduru, Afro house, uh, uh, South African music you enjoy. But when when I when I when I see people going to classes because they want to learn something something beyond that so when you teach beginners you're gonna teach um, the introduction steps right like I said before you're gonna teach those, steps like, for example, kuduru then you're going to teach Lignora, then you're going to teach Banzelo. you're going to teach. You can actually take your time and teach your students, your beginners, how to do these four moves. That's enough for the whole class. Trust me. When you do variation to Abri, you teach them Abri the nice way. Then you teach them Abri a different variation. You already have two moves. Then you teach them Banzelo. And then you show them another variation of Banzello. Maybe you're switching, you're switching hands for them to feel comfortable to also learn different ways for them to approach the step. Don't just teach them one way. Teach them, okay, now you can also go left so that they feel like, wow, um, I wasn't able to do to the right, but I can do it to the, to the, to the left, for example. That's good. That's a beginner's class. Then, at the end of the class, get all those four moves or six moves. Do a small, like, just let the music play and just, and just dance with them, you know? Dance with them. Don't go into that mentality of choreography. Now, when you teach when you teach advanced class, that's when you do, uh, you know, you do warm-up, you do the stretch, you do warm-up, and then you do introduction to the steps, and then you go into choreography, And that's where you you like to do counts, where you can do your counts, show them a couple of moves. It doesn't have to be nothing beyond one minute. It doesn't have to be a whole show. It can just be like 40 seconds, really nice choreography. You know, these are people that are going to take your class that already do other African styles. So they want to do something a little bit challenging. And they want to learn a new technique. Always show something new. In every class you teach. All right, guys, my name is Mano Kanza, and I just hit more than 15 minutes. I'm trying to stay below 15 minutes. I will come with more advice, I will come with more stuff to talk about on the next video. So, I'll see you. Bye bye, and have a good one.